Um, all right, and then let's next start, race, let's start with stone. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's keep it, and we'll do we'll do a little uh, next next race. We'll do the final sound. Quick sound check. Can you guys hear the fan blowing on me? Or no? No. No. Okay. All right. Uh, Andrew, you want to kick us off? You're good at the numbers of podcasts here. Yeah, we are on. Are we recording? Yeah, I've been recording. Yeah, you can oh, cut cut the perfect. cut the crud whenever you want. Yep. We are on zero 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 fifty five. Um. Now there will be some debate about that because we did do one megapod, which was fifty two and fifty three. Last we came at you with fifty four, and now we're hitting you with fifty five. So just really rolling into the season here. Um, and we are here. What are we here to do? Talk about a review of the Hungarian Grand Prix. So, John, our our home race, basically, because we're Hungarian. Um, so, why don't we start right. with a couple life updates? I don't know if anyone has anything major. I don't, but Rob, do you I think you've got some life updates you'd like to share? I have a huge, but it's kind of involved. Are we ready? To <laughs> do, you wanna, do you want to table you and come back? Why don't we table you? Come no, back. No, no. Let's handle it. We we let's tackle the controversy. I'll be I'll be as brief as I might. Uh, this oh, last this past weekend, race. oh the race, I was involved in a <laughs> sports scandal. Um, there was a virtual five k that I participated in because of COVID. We couldn't have the usual race, and most people ran the marked course on Drake's Island in Wells, Maine. And a few people submitted times from wherever they ran. Uh, one person who had never run the race before, and according to my Google research, has never run a 5K, as far as the internet can tell, submitted a time of about 17.11 or 17.22. It was the best time by <clears throat> over a minute. From second place. Uh, very suspect for those doing math at home. I think that comes out to about a 335 kilometer. Um, this person, had he ever run another 5K, probably would have won most of the races he entered. There's no GPS to back this up. I've spoken to the race director, who I happen to be married to currently, and she's not going to call him out on this bullshit so i didn't i did not realize your wife was the race director so we currently have fraudulent results on the internet and i have no way of contesting them <laughs> wow. so i'm going to give myself a first place even though the internet says i'm in second place fake news yeah um have you won the race in years past yes are you a like uh, a multiple time champion and, and how many in the row have you have you won uh i have never not won this race in the <laughs> years i've won, run it <laughs> this is too good um, <laughs> what why would this guy lie about his time i, I don't yeah. understand this because i think he's got some friends on the island and he, no one else posted their time publicly. They just sent it to the race director as re, as instructions were. 
he posted his uh, time on the Drake's Island Facebook page and got some of his friends to be like, what? That's ridiculous. No way. So he was having a laugh remotely. Yeah, I mean, it seems like just a joke. Uh, and and you guys, obviously, I think you're a competitive guy. I think your family, uh, your extended family, is a competitive family. I've played, what is it called, pickleball with them or whatever. Um, very competitive crew. So maybe he just, yeah, I think he was just trying to have a laugh. Honestly, I think, <laughs> to be honest with you, I think it's but, a pretty good joke. If, if you're supposed to send the time to Annie and he didn't do that, why does his time count? Well, he also sent it to her, but he also posted it on Facebook. So if, if it were a real wow, time... So he sent her a time, fake time. Here's some other... And it was like a little, in a little screenshot that looked like it come, came from some kind of dashboard, although none of us recognized the dashboard. He also posted... Here's some more color that really go to why it's fake. On his Facebook post, he said, well, finally ran a fast 5K, but it was a mile uphill, and I could probably could have done it a whole uh, a minute faster. A minute faster? Now we're getting into, like, Olympic trials territory. I mean, it's just absurd. And then his sister, a little later, called him out and was like, well, maybe it's time to uh, come clean about the ghost runner. And he responded to that, well... When you're getting the trophy engraved, just remember there's only one T in Scott. That's how he spells his name. What do you think he means by ghost runner? Someone ran the race for him? I don't know. I think it could have been kind of he was in a car or on a bike or he just doctored the results totally. We, we didn't see any GPS trace, so hard to say. Um, Knowing some Drake's Island stuff, I think I love this guy. So my life update is I'm fighting the good fight. I'm not going to take this loss lying down. And if he <laughs> comes to Drake's Island when I'm there, I'm going to walk up to him and say, wow, really impressive race and see if Who that. Who does he know on the island? I don't know. They all they know each other. Yeah. They all know each other. Wow. Try and shame him into admitting it was a joke. Wow, so fast. You had a good time. Yeah, it was a very impressive you had a good time. time. Yeah, a winning time, some would say. But, all right, does anybody have any better updates? Oh, oh that's a good one. I don't... No, it was a bad one. Anything could be better than that. A victory was stolen from me. Um, <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do a weekend recap, I guess. I mean, I don't have much, but uh, let's see. Friday... Andrew, myself, Carolyn, Liz, Emmett, got some beers. That was nice. Saturday, got up early, played a little golf with Hawk and Charlie. Blazing hot. Great course, though. They, they treat you right at Pine Hills. This isn't a fine. This is one of our premium, premium sponsors this week, Pine Hills Golf, the Nicholas course. Uh, very nice. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, we played a little Secret Hitler Saturday night. That was a weekend. So, all in all, good time. Yep, Rob. Uh, just want to make a recommendation, one dad to another. If Emmett is drinking beer already, please make sure it is brewed in accordance with German uh, purity laws. Otherwise, it could have an adverse effect. 
<laughs> oh, uh, of course. I already knew that one, but thank you for reminding me. Um, I can go. So let's see. Yeah, I also, as John just mentioned, I got beers with him on Friday. Um, with the dog, with the baby, with the wife. Nice little family outing. Good to get out of the house. I was getting a little stir crazy, to be honest with you. I think it was on Thursday. So I, de- I kind of demanded that we go out to eat instead of eating at home. Um, and then on Saturday, I had to miss golf because I, you know, at this point, I, it's tough to get away for, you know, golf takes how many, six hours plus. It's hard to get away for that yeah. long at this moment, but I'm working on that. And instead, I took a nice walk around the neighborhood and didn't do much. And today was Emmett's second second month birthday. <laughs> That's a thing. Snaps for Emmett. So he's alive. And he had his uh, appointment yesterday. He's gained a lot of weight. So all good. And oh, Anne is coming to town tomorrow, my lovely mother-in-law. And then I'm heading up to Maine for the week next week. So really looking forward to that. I think you guys have covered everything. Played golf, ran the 5K, uh, have a Grant's mini wedding reception coming up this weekend. Local. Local. I'll be Zooming it. Zoom, live Zoom if anybody wants to attend. I need, yeah, that, I, I really need that link. So yeah. I'm working on looking, it. Looking forward to it. You're going to do that from your phone? Just data, data, uh, or what? Yeah, my work phone. I think it's an unlimited plan anyway. Where will this wedding be taking place? You know that park on A Street, um, just north of the, the, what's that accounting firm building? State Street building? State Street, whatever. Yeah. Before that little art, art studio area. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, nice location. I actually know a guy who lives in the art studio. Great artist. Not only know lives in the art studio. Yeah, you can rent. You can live there. Like they have studio apartments for artists, and you can live there. It's hmm. Pretty cool stuff. Oh, actually. didn't know that. Sweet. All right, Rob, you want to take us away with a little race recap? Yeah. So, um, qualifying on Saturday was a little wet, um, but I would say the big, the biggest takeaway was and and actually the race am i getting confused the qualifying was wet right uh it was yeah it wasn't anyway the race the race start was wet um and so everyone started on intermediate wet tires and that led to some excitement there was an extra pit stop as it for everyone as they immediately switched to switch slicks um lewis started one maybe had one of his most dominant races ever. <laughs> he had so much time. He could just take an extra pit stop at the very end to go for fastest laps. So that meant he was at least 25 seconds ahead of second place. Um, I would say uh, Verstappen came in second in a very impressive race for the Red Bull engineers because he crashed on the warm-up lap. Uh, Botas came in third. I would say a very successful race for Racing Point, even though well, Perez came in, uh, Stroll came in fourth, I believe. Um, so I would say those are the, the three teams that really had a good 
had a good race. Um, Haas had a pretty good race. They had one guy in the points, Magnussen. McLaren had a pretty disappointing race. They were down in ninth and 13th or something. Ricardo had an okay race. He was set in eighth or something for Renault. But I would say it was kind of a snoozer of a race. I remember saying last week, I like this track because it's so twisty and there are so many kind of turns that have multiple racing lines on them. But there are only two passing points on this track. Uh, both DRS assisted, and frankly, there wasn't a lot of excitement on this race. Let the record reflect that it was dry during qualifying. You got that okay. right. So, uh, I think we've seen many, many better races than the Hungarian Grand Prix 2020. Yeah, it was, um, I think, yeah, I agree with you. Largely, it was a snoozer. Uh, Hamilton was just a. I mean, did, did anybody fast forward during this race? I was uh, watching live, so no. No, I was a little. I started a little delayed. I did fast forward. Or I put it on one point something x for a little bit. Yes. Hmm. Sorry. I would have done the yeah, same if I yeah. could. Yeah, I mean, no, I think that's a, uh, that's always a good, uh, you know, benchmark yeah, on how gripping was this race. Towards the end, it was pretty gripping. I'll say one thing that we should talk about is Botas, who's in the Mercedes, which is by far, in a way, the fastest car, could not catch Max at the end in what I think had to be an embarrassment for Mercedes. Ooh, I'm going to debate you there. I mean, I think I remember this a little differently. So Botas was, I think there were seven laps left, and he was nine seconds behind Verstappen. For whatever reason. So well, let's, let me back. Let, let's Go back ahead. up even before then. Botas started, I think, second on the grid, but almost jump-started and then got off to a terrible start and bogged down. He was like sixth or seventh on the first lap. He yeah. was trying to fight his way back, and I think he pit, did his last pit stop with 18 or 19 laps to go. So not he may have... Been, he may have been seven or whatever you just said, but his last, he had almost 20 laps at the end to make up this time. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying like at, there was a, a point in the race where I vividly remember he was about nine seconds behind max, eight or nine seconds behind max. And there was less laps left than seconds he was behind. And I thought, okay, so there's no way. And then on the last lap, he was, if you gave him one more lap, he was Max was done. He would have been passed. But that's kind of like the knock on Botas. You know I, I how many laps it, there are. <laughs> and I don't think it's fair th- to knock Botas on this because I think it's fair to criti- criticize Mercedes where they started the race on the wets. As soon as it started to get dry, they, everyone went to mediums. And then the next next pit stop, when everyone's kind of trying to wait out the second uh, band of rain that never came, Mercedes put him on another pair of mediums that weren't going to last to the end. So Botas could have passed them earlier in the race and decided to back off and then come in for maybe a yeah. third set of mediums or another set of softs. So I think, I mean, he was, to Andrew's 
point. He was catching him, but I think Mercedes put him in a bad situation by not putting him on the same tire strategy as Max. Yeah. I mean, he, he was, he had by far the, I mean, think about that. He made up eight or nine seconds in seven laps. So he's a, a second faster per lap than Max. That's pretty, I think that's pretty impressive. No. Max was on very old tires. At yeah, that point. Still. Um, one more lap, he would have caught him. Um, Here's the question. Would Lewis have passed Max under the same conditions? I say yes. Probably. Mm, maybe. I mean, maybe Lewis would have put up more of a fight about the strategy. Maybe he would have questioned it more. So does that, if that goes into your assessment of Botas as a driver, then that's fair. I mean, as an overall driver, yes, Lewis is far superior. So I, I, I see your point. I mean, the same car and like Lewis is basically just making a mockery of it, of the race and Botas is struggling to come in second. Right. So I, I that's understand. My, that's saying. my point. The Mercedes is a dominant car and Botas 3.0 seems to like lack the killer instinct necessary in formula one. That's my point. Yeah. I just, I mean, Lewis is head and shoulders above everybody else. You know, Max is a distant second, I would say in terms of skill. You put and Verstappen so, in Botas's car. He's going to pass Botas. Reverse it. Uh, okay. I'm just saying, like, the, Valtteri is not – yes, he's not at the level of Lewis, but I don't know. Are you trying to say he's a bad driver? Because that's not – I don't think – I'm not sure that I would have re-upped him. I think he's, like, kind of pathetic. But, Who would you right. have got? You would have gotten George Russell? Vettel? Vettel? Come on. No. no way. Lewis would have nixed that. Got a perfect harmony there. Yeah, Botas is a perfect second. Never going to get in his way. He's just going to, you know, he'll put up a little stink every once in a while, but he'll calmly go into the night as a nice second or third every time. Fernando. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go. So, um, what's the other big thing that uh, I just wanted to talk about while we're doing race recap is Max Verstappen who I will say has not crashed anybody out or driven dangerously this season yet. So snaps for Max on meeting the bare minimums, which has historically been a challenge. But Max did have a kind of an oopsie moment on the warm-up lap. So for everybody, this is before even the formation lap. It's like you go out to the Capaletti garage, you drive around the track, you sit on the track where they kind of like work on your car. Then you drive around the car track on the formation lap. Then you start. So this is the very first kind of time out on the track. There's no rush to go anywhere. You're going to get to the track and the mechanic's going to fiddle around with your car. And Max is, I don't know, feeling the track out or whatever. And he locked up and slid into the barrier, breaking the front suspension on his car. Race, uh, the Red Bull engineers, according to Red Bull, performed one of the greatest miracles since Jesus and the fish in getting his car ready to race by the race start. Thoughts on Max's irresponsibility? John, Charlie? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's embarrassing. I, I think he's probably embarrassed by it. 
it, you know, look, I saw the video, the, from the driver's perspective. And, uh, I mean, I know these guys are professionals, but he was going pretty fast. So I would have easily crashed that car going that fast. It was wet too. Right. So yeah, I would have, <laughs> I would have put it in the barrier. Well, so I guess, I guess the question is, you know, you, you want to see what the, the track limits are of adhesion. So when it's time to start racing, you know what your, the conditions are, but yeah crash like i guess you have to do that at a place where you're not in danger of yeah. crashing your car like yeah it seems it reckless. Seem like, you know sometimes they're like going like they're going left and right a lot with their steering wheel it didn't look like he was doing that i i think i don't know what happened to him I, maybe he took a curb too too much curb or something i forget but um it said the the last man to do it was Roman Grosjean in Brazil, twenty sixteen. So yeah. Oh, I was thinking good, about uh, Grosjean. I was thinking about Grosjean crashing behind the safety car in Baku. I think it was twenty seventeen. Uh, this is why Loti's Brazil. Yeah. This is why Loti's bet on Grosjean crashing out is so good that he's crashed under two unacceptable circumstances, back to back years. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess it says like the wall feels quite far away at turn 12. That's why I first stopped and thought it was a good place to push the braking limits. And he overcooked it. So, yeah, lesson learned, I think. Um, you know, he's he's still learning. But, uh, hey, what a comeback. I think we'll get into that, though, in a little bit. Or we already did with the race recap. I forget. Max, Max, Max finished second. I so. refuse to take part in this Max mere job. He made, well, he made a mistake. no. So I mean, he started third, I think, right? I mean, you gotta give no, him credit to no, his. You gotta no, give him credit to his crew. He did not start in third. Oh, he started seventh. Yeah. Third seventh. All right. Yeah, the racers points were third and fourth. No, but as Rob says, for Sopins, just doing the bare minimum, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that that's a tough argument to make. Well, look, you Verstappen. Awesome. Everyone is saying the the announcers are like, "Thank goodness for Verstappen," because if it wasn't for him, who would be? And I, and I have to listen. I'll agree with back. that. Please go back. I've been tough on Verstappen, but he's the only guy that kind of can, you know, hold the candle to 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 Lewis. I mean, he's the only one who challenges him. He's got. You know, he he's the most talented besides Lewis and. I agree. Thank goodness for him. This sport oh, oh, desperately oh, needs for stopping and Leclerc and Hamilton in equal cars. Desperately. Let me yeah. say, Andrew, he is the only one who can challenge Hamilton be, given the machinery they're driving. We don't know. Like, you know, you put Lando in a Mercedes and he might be beating Lewis. I doubt it, but it's possible. I, I think we have enough I think we have enough data to show us that Max is very talented in terms of well, one, he's a good qualifier. Two, he's good at uh, passing people. He's really good at defending. I mean, I think he's eliminated a lot of his stupid mistakes. So at this point, I mean, he's a very good all around, and he's got no fear. So you see that in the in in poor conditions where he just breaks late, and he's 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 just more skilled than the other drivers. I think we know enough about him at this point to say. Um, that he's very talented, I think. Doesn't matter what car he's in. I think I, 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 I hold on. I agree he's very talented. I just don't I want to back you off of there's 
there's he's the most talented driver. I'm not saying he's the most talented. I'm but but I do think he is a I don't know how to like he's he's a very good complement to someone like Lewis Hamilton in terms of a, a battle. Like he's a guy that I think one of the guys you want battling with Lewis. Yeah. Don't you, don't, you can agree sure. with that. Sure. Yeah, okay. No, and I also agree with your initial point that thank God for Max Verstappen this year because, and this will lead us into one of our next topics, as I said, Botas 3.0 lacks the balls to do it. Other people lack the machinery to do it. Albon lacks something, which we'll cover in a second. So it leaves Max, and he's the only one generating real excitement this year. Why don't we get? Why don't we come back to Racing Point and get into Albon because I think it's a good yeah. transition. So I think you know Alex Albon is. I think I think personally being unfairly at least I heard the announcers do this unfairly comparing him to last year's Pierre Gasly, who was the second driver for. Red Ooh, what did they say? I didn't hear that. Someone, one of the announcers suggested, you know, what is Red Bull? What do they need to do? Because, you know, this is the second year in a row where you have, at the, at the time where they were making this, you, you basically had, I, I think you did finish a lap. Max Verstappen finished how much ahead of Albon? I forget. It was 78 seconds. 70 oh, seconds. Second in, 70 seconds in front of Alex Albon in the same car. So, <laughs> Which is almost it, a full lap. So, yes, Albon, I think, is a better – is doing much better than Pierre Gasly. But when you look at just comparing driver to driver, a 70-second gap is pretty bad. And so you have to start questioning why is that. Why is that? Um, so they're just, they're just posing it. I don't think they were saying there's a better solution but, um, or saying that he was going to be out of a seat. But they were posing the question. I think it's a good one. So Albon, I think, is a talented driver. Um, is Max just that much better than him? Or, or what do you guys think from the Red Bull fan side? Are you happy with Alex Albon so far this year? I would be. I'll let Charlie take that one to start. Yeah, I'm very happy with Alex Albon. I, I think um, you're compared to, comparing him to an extraordinary talent like Verstappen is, is not fair. Um, and I think he's been put in a tough couple tough situations by Red Bull. I think he's putting himself under immense pressure. Like he's had the two crashes with Hamilton. Who knows what that does to your psyche? You're consistently being compared to Verstappen. I know he had some trouble with traffic on qualifying, but at the end of the day, I'm seeing him pass people on the race uh, on the racetrack, which uh, Gasly couldn't do last year. He couldn't pass anybody. Um, so while the results aren't, I think what Albin wants or like what Red Bull necessarily wants out of him, I think it's fine. He's still really young in the sport and is still learning. You see some of those mistakes. Um, whether it's car setup or with his communication with the team, I think he'll learn from it and be totally fine. I, I like him on Red Bull. Yeah, I, I think he's solid. Um, I agree with you. I mean, I think he's – if you just look at the, the standings and the points, it doesn't tell the full picture. And I think last year it told the, completely the full picture with Gasly. So you mentioned that he had a bad go at qualifying. I mean, he, he was pretty upset with the team, actually. I think he – complained about how they let him out, let him out um, so that he didn't get, I think he didn't get into whatever. Uh, he had a bad run in Q3. Traffic. Yeah, traffic. Yeah. Um, 
And then, yeah, he had that tangle with Lewis in the last race or the race before, and he would have potentially had a podium, right? So I think he's, he's shown a lot of promise. I'm wondering if Red Bull should get a more experienced driver. I think that you're someone who ever said it. Yeah, there's a tremendous amount of pressure at Red Bull racing as with Max Verstappen as your teammate. And I think it's probably a lot. I think it was too much for Gasly mentally. Alvin seems like more capable, but he's still, what is it? Is he in his second year or third year? Still very young. Uh, and I wonder if you get kind of a more experienced driver to kind of be your Botas soak up points. Maybe that's a better strategy. Who's going to take that? I mean, you saw your boy Danny Rick wilt under the pressure and just leave for an inferior team. So, like, who's going to jump at that opportunity except a really well-established person? Perez? Um, maybe. Maybe that's not a bad one. Last thing I want to say is I don't even really understand the whole complaint against the, the results for album. He's sitting in fifth place in the driver's standings. Sure, he's behind Norris, but the other three are Mercedes, Mercedes, and Verstappen. And if he didn't crash, if Hamilton didn't take him out that one race, he's in. He might be. T- he's like tied with Max, so he's doing fine. Yeah, I was just gonna say I looked at the standing, so I I totally agree with you. If he if he wasn't taken out by Hamilton, it would definitely be um, fourth place ahead of Lando, Rob's boy, and pretty. Yeah, close I thought to we Max. were just saying don't don't read too much into the stats. Who said that? Now you're looking at the stats. Okay, whatever. I, I don't know. Stats I mean, everything. What are you rumors you're hearing about What are you talking about, Rob? I mean, I said he, you finished, can't he, he finished a lap down on Verstappen, and there's no, like, traffic issues. Traffic. It's just like, no, that, no traffic. that's not true. He did not finish a lap down. That is false. 70 Big seconds. Thing. Not 70 one lap. seconds. If it was one lap, it would say plus one lap. Like it says next to <laughs> I mean, nearly Sebastian's one lap. Uh, I don't think that racetrack is. I think it's just once you get your spy, you, it just separates forever. I mean, Hamilton would have finished 70 seconds ahead of Verstappen if he didn't pit for the fastest lap at the end. Do you think it's a big commentary? I, I know it's not the same machinery. Yes, but I do. <laughs> I think the Mercedes is that much more dominant. I don't think you can read into the overall times in this race. Hmm. What, all right. what, what was the chatter you're hearing about Albin? They're going to get rid of him? No, there's the, the announcer just posed the question, like why is there such a difference between uh, Red Bulls 1 and 2 for the past two years? There is some chatter because Horner felt compelled to come out into the media and say Albin is just fine. You know, right. Horner knows that Albin is hearing the whispers and wanted to make him feel good. I get you. Make them I, feel think, I, th- I think they would be stupid to get rid of Albin at, at this point. Who knows? It's, a, it's only three races in, but but I mean, doing a fine job. Red Bull has a. I think Red Bull has a similar setup as Mercedes in that they clearly have a number one and number two driver. Like they're not trying to say it's equal footing. Why would they? Max is yeah. a way better driver than Alex Albin. So if they put him out in traffic. Because they gave Max the better spot, so what? That's what they're doing. Yeah. Too bad, dude. You're they not Max the, Verstappen. They picked the side. Yeah. All right. They're not. So why don't wow. we go back that, to? Um, wow, that was fireworks there. That Good was job. fiery. Yeah. I mean, Rob. 
I, it's, you know what, Rob? It's a little unfortunate that you have you have such a beef with him. You can't even put, or with Red Bull in general, I don't think you can put aside your hatred for them. I'm glad this is being recorded so we can go back and hear all the complimentary things I said <laughs> about Max. I mean, look, if you want to push this false narrative, I can't but, stop you, but I can point to what I said about Max being a good driver. I, and by the no nice more you want from me. I mean, he's, by, he's doing the bare minimum still by not crashing. <laughs> This will, you said don't worry, I will put in the show notes all the places where I put compliments of Max because I know you little uh, dainty boys will need to go back and listen to those over and over to make oh, yourself man. feel okay. <laughs> so I'll put Very little markers in the, in the spot for you. The all right. All right. Let's, um, let's discuss. Oh, wait. One minute before we, before we go on. Yeah. Just quickly, very quickly. Max is a great driver, guys. Okay. I'm cutting that Enough. out. I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to mute you I'm now. cutting out I'm gonna every mute you. comment you said about he's, Max. He's muted. Don't worry. He, he's, he's muted. Okay. Good. So let's, um, let's go back to the start of the race, something that I think needs to be discussed. Lewis Hamilton, I've ripped for many years, but I think what he's doing on the Black Lives Matter movement, trying to get all the drivers to wear the T-shirts and take a knee is very respectable, and I love what he's doing. F1 is kind of screwing him by not giving the drivers enough time to get out of the cars, up to the podium, get the shirts on, take a knee. They gave them like, honestly, it was like two seconds. It was rushed. And uh, Roman Grosjean on the driver's side isn't helping either. What's going on here? What are our thoughts? Charlie? Um, Yeah, so I think it's kind of, shameful and a missed opportunity for F1. I think they're just generally tone deaf on this. Um, when you look at the makeup of the support, it's, it's dominated by white drivers and mechanics. And I just think th- that layered on top of recently Mario Andretti and Jackie Stewart, both coming out and kind of saying, you're making this too political and you're, I don't really get the big idea. If you're a good driver, you're a good driver and you'll be part of F1. I just think they're all missing the point and missing an opportunity to stand with Lewis. And the last thing I'll say is it, again, I, as you said, we criticize Lewis. We don't like his Instagrams a whole lot previous years, but it really makes me appreciate what he, what he does do on Instagram and kind of standing behind the value, his values and speaking his mind. Um, So I'm coming around. I might be a, I might be a Lewis Hamilton fan. Same. Andrew? Yeah, well said, Charlie. I, I agree with you. I think I'm just – I actually hadn't seen the Mario Andretti and Sir Jackie Stewart uh, comments, um, so I'm just looking at that now. But I think I – mean, if I'm Lewis, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really upset, and I think I'm really mad, and I'm looking at these other drivers and you know, questioning how they're responding to it and really looking at F1. And he's in a position where he can do that too. Like, he is yeah. the face of F1 – um he's their star and i think the fact that like so many people are kind of pushing back on what he's trying to do here and just i think it speaks volumes to how tone deaf and and behind the times f1 really is if you look at these races i mean it's no it's all rich white guys that's it and he's i think he's doing an awesome thing he's using his platform and this is kind of what we want professional athletes to do um, so I'm, I'm in full support of what Lewis is able to do. And I, you know, 
if he is cut for me personally, if he has cut out his shirtless Instagram videos of him working out, I am a huge. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, but what's wrong with that? Do <laughs> I just, I, I don't need it. You know, I don't need it. I just, just, I love what he's doing with the, the BLM movement. If you had just, that body, Andrew, you would never wear a shirt on Instagram. <laughs> so just hey, for the record, one day I'll be there. Uh, Mario Andretti has come out and said, I think the whole point of this is pretentious. I feel that way. And it's creating a problem that doesn't exist. Yeah, he's an idiot. He's and then later, moron. Jackie Stewart comes out and says, uh, he's, he's quite vocal about Hamilton, about these elements. I don't think there's a big a problem as there might seem. There is no resistance for change. If someone is clever and good at what they do, they will be accepted in Formula One. To both, Hamilton has kind of just said, those guys need to educate themselves a bit more. What are they even like? They have a problem with him talking about Black Lives Matter generally, or like it seems like they're saying F one doesn't have a problem. But I don't like. I don't think that's what Lewis is really talking about. Is he? Like, right. is he saying F one has to change? He's just using his platform of saying we have a problem in society. So, do they disagree with that? Probably. Well, I want to take down the Sir Jackie Stewart statues if there is one. And so I think that this is something that I was talking about before the season about the Mercedes livery and that F1 has thought this through a little bit and like, oh, it'd be great if we printed end racism t-shirts and the drivers wore them. Oh, it'd be great if we put end racism on different banners and placards and cars as one, but they didn't really think about like, what does it actually mean to accommodate these things beyond paint or signs or t-shirts? Where, where are we going to build in the time for a demonstration by the drivers? Where are we going to address these more meaningfully? And so I think it's pretty typical of a, of a big organization to just kind of do some window dressing because frankly, they don't care about it. And I think we do the window dressing, we either appease the people who do care or if they, if they think they care, they think they're addressing it meaningfully, but paint does not matter to my original quote. Paint does not matter. Yeah, I, I hope um, Lewis just keeps this up and kind of keeps sticking it to these people and exposing, you know, I think he, he responded to Jackie Stewart, he responded to Andretti. Um, if you read their quotes, you they obviously just don't understand what's, I mean, they're older guys, they don't understand what's going on. And they also have no idea what, I mean, maybe they should take a moment and talk to Lewis about some of the things he's experienced growing up and getting into Formula One. Maybe that would help them a little bit. So um, I hope he keeps it up. I hope he does this entire year. I think he will. So uh, again, fully supportive of Lewis Hamilton, what he's doing. Just stop the Instagram. I'm sure it looks. <laughs> I, I think I mean, it's awesome. I mean, go, ahead. go ahead, John. I, I'd say it's awesome. He's going to be, at the end of this year, he's going to be tied with Schumacher with seven championships. Like he can tell Jackie Stewart to do whatever he wants himself. You know, it's like, get out of here, dude. (laughs) Very explicit pod. You could just say it. Uh, Yeah. I think all over sports, you like people should be encouraged to do what they want worth when they can. Like 
you would never tell a CEO of a company, you know, this is not the time or place for your, for your beliefs. Like you bring your beliefs with you all the time. They're in a backpack strapped to you. You can't take them off. So I don't see why, why these people can't do it just because they're in sports rather than somewhere else. Yeah. And I also why? think this is bigger for Lewis. I'm sure it's like, this is bigger than F1. I mean, this is bigger than winning another championship. Like this is a huge piece of his life. So well, I'm sure he doesn't care. Like if, if he ruins his image in F1, what does it matter? Like if he's making, go ahead. Well, here's, here's one of my questions about Lewis. I can't tell what he's sincere about because from like, he's got so many causes and like, I know the guy is always like, you guys are the best fans, basically. And he says that to all of his girlfriends. And he just doesn't seem sincere to me. So, you know, I imagine this is important to him as a black man, but the guy's got too many causes, I think. It's hard to say what's real for him. I think he's going a little bit quiet on the Save the Oceans front. I think he's gone a little bit quiet on, you know, the best fans because there haven't been fans. And maybe this is his cause. I, I, this one actually, I think, has some staying power for him. Probably hits home harder than Save the Oceans is what I'm saying. I don't think it's out of the question that Lewis mistakenly says, you guys are the best fans on one of these race-ending radios <laughs> and then catches himself. I hope he says that. That would be so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just instinct for him at this point. You guys are the best. All right. Oh man. Good for Lewis. Keep it up. Everyone, everyone, take a knee. And Romain Grosjean needs to be kicked out of his spot. <laughs> He's such a piece why, of garbage. How is he, he one of the that? leaders of this? Yeah. What is going on? I, I don't. I don't know. That's dumb. Was, so, so there are three. Like, there's a drivers. What? What is it? Is it a union? I don't know what it is. It's just like a, a representative body. And the leaders are Liaison. Vettel, who's a four-time champion, some retired driver. I don't I don't know why that's important. And Romain Grosjean, who apparently doesn't have any driving to actually focus on so he can do this. I think Vettel should take more of a speaking role. I think he's actually pretty thoughtful. Um, he's got some weight behind him. Unfortunately, he looks like he may be on the way out, but I, I think he needs to take take control of this driver's association or whatever the heck Grosjean is running. <laughs> it's, a joke, it's a joke. Romain Grosjean? <laughs> They're probably like, nobody wants this job. Give it to Roman. He'll take it. He's an idiot. <laughs> Loser. All right. Um, why don't we... Talk racing point or Ferrari? Yeah, let's let's get into Ferrari. Maybe you want, you want to do Ferrari. Yeah. So you know Ferrari going in, they had an absolute disaster last race. We all know about that. That's been documented. I don't want to. I don't want to rehash it. Um, they came into this race. I think there was a lot of heat on Bonotto to turn it around, and I would say that in in, in qualifying especially, they showed at least some signs of life. They weren't they weren't a laughing stock. Looked like they were making some progress. Uh, but they, they qualify, what, 5-6, I think? Um, something, something like that? No. 
No? Well, they qualify. They anyone can fact check that? I'm trying to pull it up. Qualifying for Ferrari? Yeah. Uh, five and six. Okay, thank you. So I got it. I nailed it, and Rob shook his head like a bingo. We don't don't know what I did. Let the record show. Uh, So I was pretty pleased with that, actually, qualifying. So they finished behind Mercedes and the racing points, which we skipped, but the racing points are cheaters. We can get back to that in another another pod. Um, And then Vettel, I think, had a pretty decent race. Leclerc struggled. I think he had kind of a bad strategy. Didn't get in the points, finished in 11th. Um, and they still have a lot to figure out. But I think at least you saw that they weren't – their car is not as bad as the last race kind of thought they were. Does anyone have any thoughts uh, on that? You think they're that bad? <laughs> I – yeah, I don't know. They're not good. <laughs> yeah, but they're not, they're not worse than – I think they can definitely – they, I think they can definitely challenge for the four spot in the constructors. No. Oh, but Andrew, listen, listen to that. Well, last year, four last year they were basically cheating with their engine, and they were the fast. They had the best engine on the on the. What? How are the they cheating? Because I've been I've been hearing about this. What did they do exactly? Did we cover? We, we, don't, this? we don't know because the FIA they they entered it. into a secret agreement with them. Oh. But it's understood that they cheated. I mean, there's no. They, yes, they, they can't do it anymore. They can't do what they were doing, and they went from having the best engine. And why can't they? Because it was against the rules. <laughs> to now they're struggling. So last year they had Man. bad aero, but they had a really good engine. And this year they have bad aero and a bad engine. So yeah, they're in they're in fifth place. Well, yeah. I hope I like to see a strong Ferrari. So. You know, what's a, a down year is not the worst for any constructor. And, I mean, year. Mercedes is not the most winning constructor on the grid. I mean, what is it? Uh, and did they go, like, 1980 to 1998 or 19, 2003 without winning a constructor championship? They've had some big droughts in their past. So, like, they've had a good run, relatively. They haven't won any championships. But they've been a strong number two yeah. for many years now. Like, Hey, and to each life a little rain must fall. Sorry, Andrew. Try being a McLaren fan. Hey, I'm 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 not the one who's I, I I'm fine with what they're doing. Yeah, it's a short season. Uh, they got to figure some stuff out, and you know I think they will. And they'll come back stronger. And yeah, they. I think when I look back on it, naturally they're going to have a a come down year from last year when again I think they were cheating or at least something that was against the rules. And what are you going to do? You can't just come back from that. They didn't have a great car last year. So it's unfortunate. They'll come back stronger. we got a great lineup next year. Can't wait. Carlos Sainz, welcome aboard. Yeah, you do have a great lineup. Jealous. Absolutely. Sainz should have been a Red Bull driver behind Max. Yes, he should have. That's the fact. That would have been yeah. a good lineup. Oh, well. All right. Yeah, Sainz is such a dreamboat. What we got next? When's the next race? Racing Point, a.k.a. Tracing Point. Let's talk about it. <laughs> How long and have you been co- looking to unload that Tracing Point <laughs> joke? <laughs> nah, these come naturally. Look, uh, we covered this last week. Renault renewed their protest. We have two weeks until Silverstone. We're going to get a decision before then. I fully expect the FIA to say, that. hey, look, 
F1 is copying, we're going to allow it. That's yep. exactly what they're going to say. And yeah. it's just, it's just disappointing. I mean, fine. It's not against the rules. It just saps all energy and interest of mine. If, if that's the case, I mean, it's, it's just not competition at that point. So I, I just find it lame and I'm kind of angry that they're now might be the second best team, second best car on track. Um, and they have done it with kind of zero of innovation of their own. I find that lame and it sucks. I agree with that, Charlie. I think usually you see a, a, a team kind of, I mean, Rob, I think for you, especially like you've seen your team make these incremental improvements to now they're to close to the top of the pack. And, you know, three years ago, they were the laughing stock of F1. So they've worked hard. They've earned their way up to the, you know, the top of the midfield. And now you see Racing Point go from without, what, without any, like, really, as it tries it, innovation on their own part or hard work, they went from being a laughing stock to now they're the second best team on the grid without doing anything. It's ridiculous. Good, John. Second best is tough. To, I mean, they're in fourth, I think, constructor. So. Well, they qualified. Their qualifying times are pretty good. Qualified. Yeah, so they're good four. for one lap. They don't have. Uh, I don't expect have them to. Pace. I expect them to finish second. Well, last overall uh, at at the Austrian track, they were pushing. They were about to pass Red Bull in many instances. So yeah. So Rob, what was your thought? What? Oh, he left. Okay. No, I'm still here. I guess. Where? What? You? What were you thinking, okay. Rob? Uh, you had some disagreements. Oh, I thought you were saying that they've worked hard and so they deserve this kind of like uptick. No, not at all. Right, and and so no, I misunderstood I you. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I would. I don't know. I think you've got to have. If they did this by literally just taking pictures and making their own car, then why wouldn't everybody do this? Maybe we'll see more of it. I mean, I, I I, you do don't. have to acknowledge that it is a copy. Well, you can't. Like other teams are working on a DOS system. Once but, that one person used a shark fin, they all had shark fins. So like, but I, how are you going to prevent this? Because it's not, they're, they're claiming like we did all of our, our drawings based on photographs. So you can't prevent this. You can't say like, well, you have a patent monopoly on that technology for the year. I mean, that's not going to work either. Well, how much of it, how much of this? I don't think anybody really knows the answer to this, but are they enabled? Are they able to do this because of their relationship with Mercedes that's, as their that's, engine that's provider? That's a great, great question. That's the key question. Because if that's the case, then then this is ridiculous. So yeah, that's the there. There are two elements to it. One is, did Mercedes give them information because they're Mercedes B? That would be clearly wrong and hopefully illegal. The other issue is, does their photographic copying of Mercedes work for them in ways that it wouldn't work for other teams because they use the Mercedes engine, the Mercedes gearbox, any other non-listed parts they get from Mercedes? And so... Boom! You have you make a photographic copy, and oh, it works with all of your parts because lo and behold, they're Mercedes parts. Haas, being a Ferrari customer team, 
couldn't as easily copy Mercedes and adapt it to a Ferrari engine. So two elements. Yeah. Uh, last year's car. It's not this year's car they're copying. It is and maybe that's car. why. Maybe that's why. Maybe Mercedes did make it easy for them to make their drawings because they're like, well, it doesn't really matter. We're going to beat you anyway, so who cares? I guess I, is it. It's only beneficial I to Mercedes see. to have two cars like that that are just crushing it. That just even makes their legacy that much greater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't see them finishing second unless you guys have seen something I'm not. But uh, I don't know how they're going to pull that off. Well, I'd I'd love to get uh, Loti's betting input on where Racing Point will finish. What the odds are on them finishing second? They're fifteen. Right now, they're fifteen points down to Red Bull. Yeah, I guess I guess my thought is like Mercedes has been so dominant these tracks. If this is a copy, then why aren't they finishing third, fourth on these tracks? The drivers suck. <laughs> well, Stroll sucks. Okay. Okay. Well, that goes as, I've, as them I've said at second the- overall, doesn't it? They need good drivers. Yeah, I mean, you get a car that's oh, really I, good, I, but, you, but you put the, the owner's son maybe. in it. Yeah, yeah you're not going to have a great point. All right, well, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how this plays out. I think it's concerning. Again, I, Rob, I think you, for a guy who's been following a team, make, seeing them progress, it must be disheartening to see a team like that just racing point, just leapfrog everybody. You know what? Just like this Scott Davis fraud, the cheaters are going to get their to do at the end of the day, so I'm not that worried about it. Okay, good, good attitude. Um, I'm trying to find the one update. I would say the four drivers with no points: Kimi, Latifi, <laughs> Romain Grosjean, George Russell, zero points. Um, yeah, those teams are slow. Uh, we're coming up on one hour. I think we need to wrap it up. Silverstone's coming up in two weeks. We have a week off break. I mean, TG for us, because I'm exhausted by all this F1 watching and potting. Starting to hear about it on the home front. Oh, I The race director is chirping me instead of going after (laughs) fraudulent results, but I could, I could do this. I could do this every week, but maybe I'm just built different than you. I don't know. Probably. (laughs) Low T right. took a hit this weekend. How many Lost units? it all. No. He took one big bet with Claire top six. Wait, who was that? Oh that was a totally different strategy than what he said he was going to do. I thought he was going to do a lot of little Listen. bets. You can't get ahead him. of Low T. Let's get we him on the horn. Back. We need him back on. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> get him on. All right. Good stuff, boys. See you next race. See ya. Ciao. Ciao.